Larson in left side to the middle. What a move oh, by Philip Forsberg. Wow. One of the best from Scoresburg. It's the podcast that loves the hockey team you love. Saro stops him with the blocker. This is the Predators official podcast with Kara Hammer and Max Herz. For the empty net and hits it on a bounce. On 102.5 and 106.3 The Game and NashvillePredators.com. Welcome back to the Predators official podcast here on 102.5 and 106.3 The Game. It is already episode eight of the season, and it's the Thanksgiving episode. Earlier than ever. Earlier than ever we hit Thanksgiving here in mid-November. My name is Max Herz from Preds Radio. Kara Hammer from Preds TV is with us. Hello, Hammer. Happy extremely early Thanksgiving. (laughs) Well, thank you, Max. I mean, I feel like I always have a lot to be thankful for, so I'm happy that Thanksgiving is coming early this year yeah hey thankful year-round we are and you know that thanksgiving is a big holiday in predators official podcast lore from the days of brooks and thomas onwards so we will keep that tradition alive as well and we have a big man to be big thankful for again just as we did when he retired at the end of last season and then at the nhl draft when the entire league honored david Poyle, he will be honored in a ceremony before wednesday's game against the calgary flames with his family We're not even sure. David doesn't even know himself exactly what we're going to be doing to honor him. You know there's probably going to be a banner going up, knowing how Smashville works, so we're excited about that. But the game is at 8 o'clock. Please be in your seats by around 7.45 on Wednesday night for the game against the Flames to give David Poyle one more send-off. I mean, Kara, we're just going to keep doing this, and why wouldn't we, right? Well, I mean, he's the GOAT, right? He's David Poyle. He's was the first GM in franchise history, obviously the winningest GM in NHL history. And I think this is a a great night to be able to honor him and thank him while we're being thankful this week. Thank David Boyle for everything that he's done for Smashville on and off the ice. And Thanksgiving Eve, what do you do? You get the family together, you go out, you have some fun, get to hang out with the Boyle family too. So David will be our interview guest, a 15 plus minute conversation with David talking about a lot of things, including some general managing advice from his grandson sitting in the crowd at his first game, not as the general manager, but as a fan this season. And a little insight on how the Tanner Jeannot trade got up to five draft picks from the Lightning as well. So we'll talk about the current Predators here. Kara, a four-game losing streak for the team now, including back-to-back losses to start the five-game homestand. 7-5 7-5 to the Coyotes on Saturday night in the game where the Predators lost two leads, and then they led 2-0 to the Ducks on Tuesday, ended up losing 3-2. Pretty pretty rough losses that left us feeling not so great headed into a three-days-off stretch here before the Blackhawks come to town on Saturday afternoon. I feel like, Max, defensively, this team is still trying to figure out the new system. I think that that is one thing that has really stood out to me, obviously, twice giving up two goal leads against Arizona, again against Anaheim. Um, But we talked about it on the last podcast, how much impact Ryan McDonough has on this team. And now I think you take out Ryan McDonough, you take out Luke Shen, you're missing that veteran presence, you're missing that defensive presence. And I think it's starting to show with how the team has been playing as of late. Yeah, two tough losses to start the homestand after two to end the road trip. 
In those first two games of the homestand, the loss to the Coyotes and the loss to the Ducks, the Predators controlled play in both games, heavily outshooting both Pacific Division opponents on home ice. But with goalies in the net, the Predators gave up nine goals on 44 shots on goal against. That is a save percentage under 800 for UC Soros in both of those games, Kara. And Andrew Burnett, after the game, was quick to say, these these are not on UC Soros. We need to make sure we're not screening him, we're not blocking him out, and that the looks are coming from the perimeter, which the team did a better job of early in the season, but they've been giving up some really high-danger chances recently. I love that you just brought that up about, I know that Robbie Stanley asked Coach Burnett afterwards, is, is this UC Soros? And how quick he was to point out that, no, it wasn't. But, you know, you get on you get on Twitter, or I guess X now, and you see the tweets, right? And everybody's so quick to blame to blame Soros, but that's not what's happening. Yeah, and Andrew Brunette said it himself. They they certainly do need a little bit better from Soros, but not much you can do on the quality of these chances. So two pretty heartbreaking losses. It was fun to have some fight night in the second period of that game against the Ducks. Radko Gudis, the butcher, crazy guy on the Ducks with a big hit on Philip Forsberg, big clean hit. Then some rough stuff in the neutral zone. Jeremy Lozon and Philip Forsberg were first tied up with Ryan Strom. Then Radko came in and said, I got this one. And I thought Jeremy Lozon did a great job with one of the NHL's toughest guys fighting. And I think in a narrow decision, if you're picking a winner, it was Jeremy Lozon there with his second fight in three games going up against Adam Lowry and then Radko Gudis within a week. When the hockey season started, Max, did you have – Jeremy is on fighting. I love <laughs> on when your he bingo fights. card. I love when he fights. Well, we already played this game too, Kara, going into opening night, and uh, I picked I picked Luke Shen to fight in that game. I don't think either of us had Jeremy, did we? No, no, neither of us. So that was great, and he, he as we talked about last week, he signed somebody's hat in the penalty box for a kid throwing it over in Winnipeg, and he was giving the crowd some love after this fight, and then the second one was another great fight, Mike McCarron against Ross Johnston from the Ducks, formerly of the Islanders, and it was a great fight, but um, if you're an NHL linesman, after the fight ends, you kind of got to grab the guy. It's your job to extinguish the fight, and that was not done, and Ross Johnston got to run a little wild, and he got a 10-minute misconduct for it, but didn't really help the Preds because they didn't get a power play out of it. Johnston didn't play another shift the whole game, misconduct or otherwise, and the Ducks scored on the next shift. So the fight may have turned things in the Ducks' favor there. The Ducks certainly think so. Preds didn't seem to think so. But that was the first goal in a 3-2 comeback win for the Ducks. But always fun to see the boys dropping the gloves. And Mike McCarron did great in that fight. And he was ready to go after Johnston a second time after he pushed Dante Fabro down. But the one linesman who was doing his job kept McCarron restrained while the six foot five, 250-pound Ross Johnston got to escort himself to the locker room. A very special privilege there. I'm not yeah. mad. I'm quite mad. <laughs> well, we've talked about the last few games, but Max, a lot to look forward to coming up on Saturday, taking on Chicago, taking on Connor Bedard. I mean, going back to the beginning of the season, I know that I spoke with some of the guys during the Gladiator shoot about what what game they might have circled on the calendar. And a few of the guys actually highlighted this game on Saturday for their their chance to get a first look at Connor Bedard at Connor Bedard. Wow. 
Wow. Well, unfortunately, he's on the Blackhawks, so you already know Smashville is against him. Would would have been fun to watch his career sprout somewhere where we had a little less animosity towards. But my message to everybody at the end of the radio post game show on Tuesday was: let's make sure that the NHL draft in Smashville, when we rolled out the gold carpet for all the draftees, including Connor Bedard, let's make sure that's his last happy night here in Nashville. You like that plan? I love that plan. All right. I love that plan. So we need we need a lot of people in the stands on Saturday. Like if yeah. you're listening to this podcast, you don't have tickets yet. You need to come out Saturday afternoon, November 18th at 1 p.m. Daytime start should be a whole lot of fun. We know all the families are going to be out. The kids are going to be bringing the noise. Uh, some of your kids may actually look older than Connor Bedard, who is 18 years old. So we need everybody <laughs> there. We need everybody loud. First Preds Blackhawks game of the season. First of four. Looking forward to seeing you guys at Bridgestone Arena. That is game three of a five-game homestand. The final game of the five-game homestand is Thanksgiving Eve this coming Wednesday night when we will honor Predators longtime GM David Poyle, who retired this past summer with his family with an official ceremony before the game. David will join us next for our interview guest of the week. She's Kara Hammer from Preds TV. I'm Max Hers from Preds Radio. You're listening to the Predators official podcast on NashvillePredators.com and on your radio home for Preds hockey, 102.5 and 106.3 The Game. Welcome back to the Predators official podcast here on 102.5 and 106.3 The Game. Max Herz and Kara Hammer here in Smashville. A little Michael McDonald, throwing it back to the 80s, requested by David Poyle, our interview guest this week. The winningest GM in NHL history. The only GM for the first 24 seasons of Predators hockey until this year. And Poyle will be honored along with his family in a ceremony before the game this coming Wednesday night, November 22nd, against the Calgary Flames. So if you're coming to that game at Bridgestone Arena, make sure you're in your seats by 7.45 for puck drop a little bit after 8 o'clock to get in your seats for that ceremony for David Poyle, who is gracious to join us, fresh off being at the Hockey Hall of Fame induction ceremony as a guest this past weekend in Toronto. Poyle back in Smashville and ready for his big week and our guest this week on the P.O.P. David, so great to see you to kick off an exciting week for you. Welcome back. I know you haven't really left, but we're looking forward to it. Thank you for doing this. Well, thank you. And uh, it's uh, an unusual seat I'm in this year in terms of not being at every every game and uh, obviously not being in charge. So it's uh, it uh, no no second thoughts. It was the right decision for me for the organization, uh, but I do miss it a bit. Must be honest with you. It's uh, much harder for me watching on TV than it is in, it is in person uh, when I'm when I'm you know away a lot. So, but I uh, feel good and uh, uh, cheering for the Predators every night. We've seen you at some games. How have you been consuming the games, and what is it like having to remind yourself you're not still doing what you're used to doing? Uh, again, I think everything you're going to ask me is probably going to be it's a bit different. Uh, for for example, I, I wasn't sure what my place was for the first game of the season. And I, I sat with my my wife, uh, my grandson, and my uh, uh, and Brian's uh, wife. And this is the first time I've really ever sat, I think, with a, at a Predators game with my wife and 
in hockey. So then for all hockey, that's like 51 years. <laughs> so, uh, it was, it was good. It was, it was fun. I was just a stand with everybody else. And, uh, a lot of people came up to say hello and, uh, sitting by my grandson was fantastic. He's a hockey player and he's just turned eight years old and he loves the game. He knows all the players. And, uh, at one point of the game, when there was a stoppage to play, he, he turned to me in a serious, uh, viewer says, uh, Bumpa, because that's what my name is to him. And he says, Bumpa, why did you trade Eklund? <laughs> I said, why? That's a really good question. <laughs> So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's things like that that are a little bit, uh, a little bit different. And then, uh, uh, along that same line, Barry asked, you, you know, sit with us the first game. And I said, no, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to sit with my wife. So, uh, and I noticed he was kind of, uh, kind of disappointed because he thought I was going to, to, to do that. So anyway, when the second game comes along, I said, Barry, do you want me to sit with you guys tonight? And then everybody was, yeah, yeah, come on up. And I didn't know why everybody was so excited. And then when, when I got there, just say at the National Anthem, um, when they opened up the, the room, they were all in the room, the guys that sit up there with, with Barry. And Barry had monogrammed the chair that I had sat in with David Poyle's chair, and that you will always have this chair. So how nice was that? How cool was that? So uh, I got that chair up there. Wow, that's awesome. Hey, big shout out to your grandson, Wyatt, for the uh, asking the tough questions. That's so funny. So we're looking forward to this week. There'll be a luncheon on Tuesday, which again, fans are invited to, and we'll tell you more about that later in the podcast. Then the pregame ceremony, recognizing you before the game on Wednesday against the Flames. I know you're not crazy about all the attention being on you, and you've already gone through this once a little bit at the end of last season, but what do you look forward to about this week? Well, this really is about the choosing my, my family and, and, the, and, the, and the fans. I mean, it's obviously a chance to continue to thank my family for and especially my wife for all these years i mean you don't realize i mean uh, you know i've been married 52 years and if you ask my wife what's the key to our marriage she probably will say well it's really only been like 25 or 26 because uh, <laughs> david's been gone half, half the time but uh again it's a huge huge sacrifice and i just i noticed that was you know you know watching watching Barry or talking to Barry and him asking me questions and I'm going, Oh my God, forgot that that we had to do that. Forgot that that was so difficult. And it's just, you know, it's not just that it's not just the six players on the ice, which I always sort of say, because my dad said to me, like when the game starts and I get up there and look, the game is the national anthem is playing. And I just kind of take a deep breath. Like uh, if people only knew what it took to get those six players on the ice tonight, all that we've been here maybe since eight o'clock in the morning and it's you know now seven o'clock at night. There's just a lot that goes into, uh, you know, getting that team team on the ice, and then of course just the, you know, connection with the uh, Predators specifically, and with the pre- you know, with the Predators fans with our with our team, and uh, you know, I just think it's a, a very special situation. I mean, everybody likes to say that our fans are the best fans, but we have that connection that's not only with our fans uh, in the games or whatever. We have that connection off the ice because our organization, the Predators Foundation, all of our sponsors, I mean, you know, we're all connected to each other. And, uh, you know, I like to be thinking, I'm very proud of how much we've done on the ice with the Predators, but I'm equally proud of what we've done off the ice with the Predators and connecting with the community. And I really think that that bond is, is, is special. Who all is on the guest list for this week that you're hoping to have down here? Well, I'm making it mostly just a family affair really. And, uh, uh, for those of you that don't know, I've uh, 
obviously been married for 52 years, so the wife will be there. I got uh, two kids, Brian, who's assistant general manager, Lauren, who's out in California. Lauren has two teenage daughters, and her husband will be coming in, and Brian's wife and grandson Wyatt, who's eight years old, will be uh, will be here. And, uh, you know, a few, few friends from uh, Nashville, but mostly uh, we wanted to make it about uh, our, our family. They're going to be coming in on, on Sunday, and we'll be at the game on Monday, and and Wednesday, and we're going to have Thanksgiving together. So those are the people I really want to be with and to, and to thank. As you said uh, earlier here, that uh, uh, I feel really very, I, I'm not asking for anything. I mean, they, they always treated me very well, and there was great recognition. You know, last year, as my last year, um, you know, especially at the at the draft, uh, you know, you're, you're getting, you know, thanked or nice things are said about you by your fellow general manager, your peers. I mean, I, I can't ask for anything. More than that, and then the uh, ice and the cake obviously was the seventh round. Uh, the trade that uh, Barry and Tom Fitzgerald concocted to our first captain. So it's it's all good. And and then also when I I had the most wins, the, the Predators and the National Hockey did a very nice thing for me and my family. For I was the thirteen uh, twenty. So I I feel that I'm been very well appreciated, and uh, I'm I'm not looking for anything, and I just. Uh, it's just I want my family to enjoy this this recognition because it's recognition on their their behalf, and uh, just want to thank the fans. What has Thanksgiving been like in the Poyle House over the years? Well, it's uh, now that you're getting a bit older and kids are married, you're you know you're yeah this is your year that's not your year, <laughs> so <laughs> so you have to sh- you know share a little bit more. Uh, yes, and if I want to say fortunately or unfortunately, you can choose the word here. It's always around. Thanksgiving. I mean, we've often played on Thanksgiving, and uh, we've often traveled at, at, at Thanksgiving. So it it hasn't been exactly a, a you know a perfect uh, date, but uh, you know I think it's pretty traditional with our family, uh, you know, in comparison to others. And just love the fact that this is this is our year, and everybody can be here. And it's not just for Thanksgiving; I'm going to be here for four or five days, and that's uh, that's something that we haven't done too much of the family yet in the last little while. Longtime Preds GM David Poyle is our guest here on the Predators official podcast. You mentioned what Barry Trotz did for you on opening night of this season privately. How much pride do you take in Barry Trotz's career? Hiring him to be an NHL head coach for the first time, he becomes the third winningest NHL head coach in history and now takes over for you as you retire. That's one of the things that, uh, again, as you you know, you look back on your time and your career and, uh, you know, what, what did you do? I mean, and that's not often, it's not all just wins and losses, but did you have any effect on the game? Did you did you did you help any people? Uh, and again, I feel you know sure could I've done more absolutely, but I do feel you know pretty good about my thought process and and how I involve people and used involve use people in terms of uh, their their own their own development. And, and Barry's obviously the example number number one of that. Um, I've told the story many times when I got the job in in, in Nashville. I mean. I, I asked a lot of my peers, guys that had run expansion teams before, what, what you you should do. And to a man, they said also the exact same thing. Your team's not going to be very good. You need to get the most experienced coach that you can get to cover up for the mistakes. And they're right. They were right. <laughs> but I didn't do that. I felt that, boy, I'm really hoping that, that this will be maybe my last job. I mean, who has kind of then you have a job for 25 years. I mean, but I did, that was my thought process. And I said, people have given me a chance before. And I did that all through our 
our off ice lineup, if you will, from scouts to to coaches to 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 players, and just thought that this is the right way to to do it. And you know, as I look back, I mean, what's one of the best decisions I ever made? Hiring Barry Trotz, and uh, uh, again, he, he was developing. I helped develop him. I, I hope I had some input in in, in that. And uh, now, as you say, he's one of the most successful guys in hockey, specifically coaching third best record ever. And he comes in to uh, take over for me, where he could have continued coaching. Maybe he'd been the number one coach in the in the league, but uh, his love of Nashville and the city again, the, the Predators. I mean, this full circle expression really really is kind of neat to, you know, for him, for me, for him, top Fitzgerald, as we talked about, uh, as a general manager, now our first captain, Andrew Burnett was our first goal. He's our coach and Barry was our first coach. Now he's our second general manager. I mean, I don't think there's such a thing as writing a script. I don't think you could write it. That's <laughs> for me. If someone were to come out of the time machine at the end of that season in April, 1999 and say, one of the players from this team is going to be the fourth head coach of the Preds in 2023. <laughs> Would you have believed that it was Andrew Burnett, or would that have been your guess of who it could have been? Oh, honestly, I I can tell you I didn't think that way at all. I mean, we had, yeah. If you look at uh, the our first team, we had a lot of guys that turned out to be coaches or in hockey to uh, some extent. But you know, we're dealing with young people. I mean, he, Andrew Burnett is just trying to make it to the national hockey league on a regular basis. So I mean, I I, I don't. To be honest with you, I certainly didn't see that. But it's how how great is that? But as you can see, for a guy that ends up playing a thousand games in the in the league, he's uh, he's not exactly one of the swiftest skaters in the league. I mean, he had to find a way to be successful, and obviously thought the game his hockey sense was off the charts. And, and then he started adding all these things up, and then it's well, okay. This this makes makes a lot of sense. He's talked a lot about his front office experience in addition to his coaching experience. He's done everything since he retired. Where have you noticed his managerial experience and traits coming in? Yeah, I think that's a very good thing that you you bring up, and you know why Barry was really attracted to to Bruno because much like a lot of things I did with with Barry, including him in some some you know office type of things along the way when you know Barry was in the minor leagues and then he was in, he was a scout before that. I mean, I like that resume because uh, a person like Bruno understands what's going on up here. He understands that. When Barry's making a decision, it's uh, you know he may be a little bit uh, longer term decision than, than Bruno's thinking about the game for you know tomorrow night. And so all those experiences, I think, really well rounded Barry before Bruno, and now Bruno's you know pretty well rounded in terms of all the experience he has. So I put a lot of a lot of value on that. David Poyle is our guest on the POP. You mentioned how proud you were of your hires all the way through hockey ops as the Predators came into the league in the nineties. How proud are you as you retire that, yes, there's a new GM this year. Yes, there's a new head coach and one assistant coach changed. But other than that, all three of your assistant GMs remained and hockey operations is really the exact same crew, even though the two big positions changed this summer. Um, Yeah, we we were very fortunate the way the whole thing worked out. Usually uh, when a manager retires or whatever, you're doing this in, in July. And a lot of different things are happening in, in, in July and it's how the team finished and there's people could be after your people, et cetera, et cetera. Barry had a, a runway of what, at least four four months that he was basically working side by side with me. You know, he was working with uh, Brian, Jeff, and Scott. He got a chance to go to Milwaukee. He got a, he got a chance to you know be in scouting meetings, all those those different things. And, 
I mean, I told him what I thought of everybody and their, their value and their contributions, but I said, Barry, this is, this is now going to be your, your, your team. You might, this is David Poyle stuff. You might want to have a different setup. And I, I think as things go, go along, I mean, nothing stays the same for, forever for most people in hockey. There's, there's, there's changes and there needs to be changes, but I mean, we do have some really good people. I think Barry, it just basically, he, he recognized that and, uh, it's, it's kind of a, crazy cliche of it being broke don't don't necessarily fix it or, or or change it but over time barry's going to have his own own and different thoughts so uh again i'm proud of the organization i certainly show for all the people that are here because i think they're they're good good people and i think we've we've worked hard to our organization you know today is way better than it was when it started and way better than it was in 10 years ago and that's just you know maturity of of uh the organization's maturity of myself and, and hiring the right people and uh you know if you you want to talk about everybody in, individually you know you have a scott nickel who was a a player coming into the first time into uh scouting management development role and you know he's getting better every year you, get, you know jeff jeff kelty that was a player and then he was a you know an amateur scout and now now then ahead of scouting and now now he's doing pro and and an amateur and he's he's tied into all the management decisions you know and and, and brian was um, yeah. uh, more in my background that he was a college player but didn't play pro and he worked for another organization and then he you know came into here and, and now he's getting more and more thrown in his platter from you know contracts to be in charge of the office and hirings and all these these different things so you know uh, kind of a, uh, a a good thing that I like to talk about when uh, people other other teams it's because we talk about that how David what's your office set up how do you how do you run your team and I think I go through it and they go, man, that's a really good setup. And then they always say, what do you do, David? <laughs> so uh, I think that was kind of uh, flattering that it's, I believe they think we have a pretty good setup. <laughs> and the last name you mentioned is your son, Brian Poyle, who you've mentioned a few times already, assistant GM, director of hockey operations. What makes you most proud of him as a third generation in your family to be doing this? Well, uh, again, for those that Again, this is the father writing on the son and that, but if you, you get to know him, uh, you know, first of all, morals, the way he carries himself, uh, his, his life lifestyle, how he treats people. I mean, that's at the top of the, 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 the heap of, of anybody you'll ever, ever meet. So, uh, you know, I think he's seen from his grandfather who was in hockey and myself, uh, how we run things. Uh, he's his own own man but he's he's loyal to me he's loyal he certainly be loyal to 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 barry and he's uh you know to me he's the ultimate team player and that uh you know if you ask him to to jump he doesn't say why he just says how high so again i obviously believe in you know ryan my son and uh i think he's the ultimate team player last question for david poyle before we honor him this week as much as you're willing to reveal how does the tanner Janot trade get to one draft pick in each of the first five rounds from the Lightning. It is the coolest trade ever in my brain. Well, eventually we're going to have to put names beside that, you know, in terms of what that actually turned out to be. That that probably will be talked about for a long time because that could be very significant to the, the Predators down the road, which obviously we made the trade. I made the trade. I'm hoping that that's the case, that, that it means a lot. But, you know, we'll, we'll have to see. We have to come through with those draft picks. Uh, it was, you know, I had multiple teams that were interested in, in Tanner. And when you have that, you have a little bit of leverage, I guess you could say. And um, what what I was shooting for more was like, uh, just be honest, like 
two first round picks. I think I was going to get that, and Tampa Bay didn't have that, and uh, we convinced about what's the equivalent of two two first round picks, and that's where we landed. So, uh, uh, you know, it's, that's 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 a lot to get for a player, but uh, I'm I'm anxious to see if how that impacts Predators down the road as as well as everybody else. Uh, a first of its kind trade, one of your last trades headed into retirement. David, thank you so much for doing this. Enjoy this week and, and enjoy all the attention, whether you want it or not. All right, Max. Thank you. You're doing a great job, and I'm cheering for young guys like yourself to move up the ladder here. Thank you so much to David Poyle for making his first of many interviews in Smashville this week with the POP. So much fun catching up with him, Kara. And you can tell he's got a lot to say, too. He doesn't have the microphone in front of him as much as he did when he was manning his post. There were so many things I loved about this interview. Obviously, with Wyatt asking him about trading Matias at home. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I love that, Max. And, you know, we saw it. We talked about this originally on the podcast that a fan had taken a photo of David Poyle sitting in the stands. And we talked about this. And it's interesting to come back and hear that he didn't know where he should be sitting that first game. So he <laughs> chose to go down and sit with Elizabeth. But how special that Barry Trotz put his I guess his insignia is that is that the right word I think uh, it may have been his signature a signature I didn't get to see it but that sounded like what David said on a chair I mean I, that's like Hollywood yeah right like director chair about this, Hollywood you have your name on a chair but it's <laughs> but it's like welcoming knowing that he always will have a seat you know in the franchise that he built very symbolic yeah and it's so funny that David I mean he knew he was allowed to sit there for the home opener, but he just didn't want to intrude. And he got to watch a game with his grandson who was backseat GMing. And it's special that he talked about, you know, the night that the Predators are going to honor him and just making it a family moment. And I've, I've been hearing, you know, who's coming, who's coming into town. And David has said that he really doesn't want anybody there. He doesn't want to bring in, you know, the, the Shea Webbers and the tutus and all the guys that he'd brought in. He just wants it to be, a family moment and I think that's that's pretty neat well you you Kara and listeners of the Predators official podcast every single one of you can also be guests of honor the day before he is honored at the game this coming Tuesday November 21st there will be a luncheon benefiting the Preds Foundation to honor David Poyle at Bridgestone Arena right around noontime on Tuesday November 21st go to Pre- NashvillePredators.com slash Poyle Lunch to reserve your seats that as of this recording, there are still some spots available. So come on by. Should be a whole lot of fun. I know some of you may have off work or off school on Thanksgiving week on that Tuesday. So we hope to see you there. I'll be down there with the 1025 The Game crew. So hopefully we will be seeing many of you at the Poyle Lunch on Tuesday. That is a special kind of appetizer to the big event Wednesday. Yeah, I'll be there. And if you're a fan, you can also ask David Poyle, why did you trade Matias Echo? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> and he'll say, an eight-year-old already asked me that this season. Yeah. That's funny. Thanks so much to David Poyle for his time. You'll be seeing and hearing from him plenty throughout the week. And I felt so weird saying welcome back at the beginning, Kara, because it's not like he's gone. He still lives here. And he's still been around the building. Right. Like, what do I say? I mean, I, I say welcome back as an instinct, but... He's been back. He never left. How special was it for you, Max, at the end of that segment when he 
said to you, you know, he wishes he's he's ex- looking forward to watching you grow here. That was a nice thing to say. And you heard it in his answer about Barry Trotz, too. He tries to empower people in the hockey community. And before we started the interview, I was talking to him just about some of his favorite interviews he's ever done. And just to think about all the people who have interviewed him in his five plus decades of hockey management and hockey life that we get to be a part of not just the final chapter, but the most important chapter too. And we get to be alongside the greatest media names in hockey history who announced David Poyle's team's games and interviewed David Poyle and was there for Poyle's big wins. It's special. Yeah, really is. So should be a special week. Look forward to seeing you guys Tuesday afternoon at the luncheon and Wednesday night at the hockey game as David Poyle is honored for his GM tenure as the winningest GM in NHL history and the first of now two GMs of your Nashville Predators. We'll take a break, come back. Got a whole lot more fun stuff coming up in Smashville over the next couple of weeks, including a college hockey tournament here in Smashville over Thanksgiving weekend. Got a whole lot more to tell you about on the POP. She's Kara Hammer from Preds TV. My name is Max Hers from Preds Radio. This is the Predators official podcast. Happy Thanksgiving from everybody at NashvillePredators.com and 102.5 and 106.3 The Game. So feel your plate and feel your drink and fill this house with family. The kind of love that all these years can't wash away. Cause the older that I get, I see the life is short and bittersweet. Thank God for this Thanksgiving day. Welcome back to the Predators official podcast, Thanksgiving week, here on 102.5 and 106.3 The Game. I'm Max Hers with Kara Hammer. And Kara, if original host of the POP, Brooks Bratton, is listening, he's in absolute tears right now, as he is every time this song comes on. The Ben Rector Thanksgiving song from 2020 during COVID that we know Brooks Bratton is like the biggest music aficionado in the world, but I think this is the song that emotionally affects him the most, at least in POP history. <laughs> That's funny. I'm going to have to listen to the song all the way through. It is sad. I mean, it's it's meant to be very emotional, so no shame, Brooksy. Well, I don't want to be sad. I don't want to be sad on this Thanksgiving week. Yeah, that's true. But it was it was during COVID Thanksgiving and families were separated. Uh, yeah, it was it was an emotional song by Ben Rector. So uh, Brooks and Thomas love Ben Rector. Every time I'm watching an Arkansas football game, I guess he went there. And the University of Arkansas commercial has Ben Rector in it singing about Arkansas. So I guess Brooks and Thomas are Arkansas fans now. Brooks Bratton's real alma mater will be here in Smashville this week as part of the Women's Collegiate Hockey Showcase at Ford Ice Center in Bellevue. Three Division I regular season college hockey games coming your way here in Smashville. Three great hockey programs. Brooks Bratton's alma mater, Robert Morris University, good old Bobby Moe out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, USA, with Boston University, and Minnesota State Mankato will be the big three oh. schools that are here this year. This is Thanksgiving weekend, one game each day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, at Ford Ice Center in Bellevue. Black Friday, 4 o'clock, the first game is BU versus Robert Morris. Saturday, November 25th at 4 o'clock, 
RMU versus Mankato, and then Sunday at noon, the final game of the round robin, BU against Minnesota State Mankato. Again, that's Friday at 4, Saturday at 4, and Sunday at noon, all at Ford Ice Center Bellevue. You can get tickets to all three games with a weekend pass for just $40 in total for all three games, or you can get a single game for $15. Go to Ticketmaster.com slash Predators slash Women's Collegiate Hockey. Ticketmaster.com slash Predators slash Women's Collegiate Hockey. Should be a whole lot of fun this weekend. Oh, that'll be awesome. And it's great to have women's hockey at the highest amateur level here in Smashville, too, to get everyone out here making that a good time and packing the Terry Crisp Ice Rink in Bellevue for three college hockey games this weekend. And on the day of that final game, Sunday, November 26th, a lot going on in Smashville that day. The Predators are home at 7 that night, little Sunday night hockey against the Winnipeg Jets on the Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend. The Titans are also home that day at noon playing the Carolina Panthers. So I know a lot of you will be doing that doubleheader. That'll be a whole lot of fun. But if you don't have a ticket yet for that Preds game against Winnipeg on Sunday night, you're going to have to be second in line behind Willie Donick to get it. But it is pickleball night at Bridgestone Arena. <laughs> Go to NashvillePredators.com slash theme nights. You can get a special pickleball ticket, and it's the only way to get a Predators pickleball paddle cover. Interesting. I did not know this. I'm going to have to get in line. I will have to shout out the broadcast team. Uh, big pickleball fans. Chris Mason bought me a pickleball paddle back <laughs> in 2019, you know, when this was like starting. Pre-COVID pickleball was happening amongst the crew. And he was like, everybody get on board. <laughs> May spot stock early. He started the trend as he always does. He did. He did. Oh, my gosh. Pickleball night. That's going to be awesome. Pickleball is so great because it's so, in my opinion, it's very, it's, you don't have to try too hard to be average at it. Like, it's it's a great equalizer sport. And as you said, those guys love to play. And last year in Arizona, there were outdoor pickleball courts that we had access to on a road trip. Me, Willie Donick, Hal Gill, and Chris Mason were playing and just switching it around in doubles. And I don't think my teams did very well, but I was able to just smack a spike in between two former professional athletes, Chris Mason and Hal Gill. And in well, what? that's it. That, yeah, that's the thing about pickleball is you can play <laughs> professional athletes. Like I don't stand a chance against Skillsy in most athletic thing. Even Chris Mason. I mean, this guy is. He's so into like Wim Hof right now and doing cold plunges. <laughs> like I can't keep up. But when it gets on the pickleball court. Max, I, I stand a chance. It's impressive. And Willie Donick and Lindsey Rowley, college athletes in their own right. So, like, what am I doing out there? But that's pickleball. <laughs> it's the best. And you can it's... get a Predators pickleball paddle cover on November 26th by going to NashvillePredators.com slash theme nights. Unless Willie D uh... claims them all. <laughs> Which is possible. We're going to take a break, come back with a very fun final segment. Interview of the week with the Preds goalies talking about the Saros and Lankin and weddings and our long-awaited interview with Kara Hammer's favorite 17-year-old country singer, Mason Ramsey himself. <laughs> he will join the podcast next and Kara will join the Yodel off. 
This is the Fio Fee on 102.5 and 106.3 The Game. Resort for having mashed potatoes. Ooh, the turkey looks great. Thank you for loving me. When? Thank you for being there. Please. Thank you for loving me. Oh, God. Everyone's thanking This is the Predators' official Someone podcast here on 1025 and 1063 The Game. There are only two Thanksgiving songs in existence. One of them we played last segment by Ben Rector that makes you cry. The other one from another one of my ridiculous comedy TV shows that. Kara Hammer is way too normal to watch. <laughs> Bob's Burgers, the Thanksgiving song with the great Linda Burger, Linda Belcher, as some would call her. But it's a great song. They have a song for everything on that show. You make me feel like I would like never win a game show because I just don't know enough. Well, it's like, if <laughs> like you... what's happening out there in the real world. <laughs> no, it's like if you were to show up to Jeopardy and all the categories were things you knew better than anybody. I think I've co-opted this podcast and made it that, but for me. And since you have the taste of a normal adult person, you you shouldn't feel you shouldn't feel bad. I'm the weird one. I feel like I'm like more like if we were like early 2000s. That would that would be my genre of like, okay, I know what's happening. Yeah. Well, I think of all the funny shows I brought up so far, I think Bob's Burgers will have the largest resonation with our audience because it, it does hit all ages. It's a great show to watch with your kids of a certain age. It's pretty good. I think it's great. And they made a movie out of it too, which was basically just a really long episode. But speaking of our listeners, I was able to meet two of our biggest international fans this past week, Felix and Eleanor from England. Predators Woo! fans from the UK came up and said hi in Barrel House at Bridgestone Arena this week. So thanks so much to Felix and Eleanor for coming by and listening to the podcast. And so great to meet those two. And time now, Kara, for two ridiculous interviews that are our interviews of the week. One with a pair of Predators players and then one with a Predators celebrity fan. We're going to start off with a quote from Smashville Live this past Wednesday night. Thanks to everyone who came out to that as well in Bellevue, our next show is two weeks from now on the final Wednesday of November, November 29th at 6 o'clock at Brewhouse South in Cool Springs. This week we were at Brewhouse 100 in Bellevue with the goalies, UC Saros and Kevin Lankinen, both of whom got married this summer. All right, you guys both got married this summer. I'm going to ask you if it's okay to tell us about each other's weddings. Give us the whole breakdown. We'll start with you, UC. Tell us about the Lankinen wedding. Yeah, yeah, that was a... Really awesome, awesome, awesome weekend as well, and we had, had a lot of fun. The setup was amazing, and uh, uh, I, I also ripped, ripped my pants uh, <laughs> <laughs> the da- dance floor, so I think that tells everything. Yeah. Wow, that's good. That's a good story. All right, Kevin, tell us about the Soros wedding. Yeah, no, it was it was awesome. We it was back in Helsinki, which is my hometown, and it was really cool. They chose the best location they could have chosen in Helsinki, and. Just the church and the wedding and uh, just the people. Pex was there too and uh, Benny, the goalie coach, and we had so much fun. It was actually pretty cool to see Jews in his 
in his tuxedo doing the splits and then <laughs> Pex is right there following after trying to keep up but yeah just great memories that is awesome so you didn't rip your pants at your own wedding you see just at Kevin's yeah just just his I had a little stretch on my pants on my own <laughs> way so I was prepared but it wasn't the same pair of pants at no, both weddings no okay. you're not going to rewear your wedding tux yeah and I, I got the pants fixed so it's all good okay good good a whole lot of <laughs> splitting and pants ripping at the Preds goalie weddings between UC Saros and Pecorine. I I can only imagine. I feel like this is like break dancing, like, you know, like out there on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if anybody out there who attended the wedding has exclusive footage of the UC Saros and Pecorine synchronized tuxedo split that apparently exists, we would be interested in seeing that video. We need to we need to get some uh, some contacts going. Yeah. We need some of these videos to surface. Well, later later in the show, I did ask them to drop the guest list, and we do have some leads on possible Finnish Preds that were there, and maybe could hook us up. So we'll see. We'll have Kara Hammer dip into the address book and see who she can track down. Speaking of people who Kara Hammer knows really really well, within the last <laughs> month. We talked about celebrity Preds fan Mason Ramsey, known by most of you as Walmart Yodel Boy from a viral video six years ago. He was with us at the game in New York, Predators won. He came and hang out at Bridgestone Arena this week as well at Morning Skate and then at the Predators game against the Ducks on Tuesday night. And I was able to interview Mason Ramsey, told him how much Kara Hammer loves him, and his final answer in what was a very long and amazing interview. First of all, I loved meeting him. He was so unbelievably kind. He had so much fun with the players, and we will uh, play you his little duet with Preds captain Roman Yossi here in a brief moment as well. But first, his very cool interview answer about all the people he's gotten to meet in his life. And when he meets other celebrities like NHL players who know who he is and want to talk to him about what he does. I think it's awesome. I just love to meet people, and I love to talk to people, and and whether whether they're uh, a fan or not, whether they know me or they don't know me, I just I just love to talk to people. Can we give a shout out to our podcast co-host Kara Hammer, who thought you were someone that you're not in one of those categories? Yeah, shout out to Karen Hammer. <laughs> Thank you, Mason Ramsey, our celebrity Preds fan special guest. Have fun tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out to Kara Hammer from shout Mason out. Ramsey. I got a shout out from Mason Ramsey. Wow, I feel famous. Incredible. You are famous. And that is his best song, by the way. It's called Famous. So maybe we'll play that in another episode when we don't have Thanksgiving songs. But we also, speaking of exclusive footage, it's not of the goalie weddings, but we have unreleased video that may make its way to Preds NHL Twitter at some point in the future. Either way, we've got it for you. Of a yodel off between Mason Ramsey, famous for his public yodeling, and Swiss national Roman Yossi, who, in his words, is not from the Alps, where the actual yodeling is done. But here it is. Mason Ramsey will yodel first, and Roman Yossi... We'll yodel back. Enjoy. All right, who won? Who won? I have to give it to Mason Ramsey, which I, I, you know, I thought <laughs> Roman would come out a little bit when you think of like the Swiss and the Alps. And in my mind, I kept playing like a Ricola commercial. <laughs> 
Well, Mason, but, um, Mason is happy. What? Shout out to Roman for even attempting it. Yeah, that was really good. I thought he did well. Yours was better, though, in the last segment. We're going to have to add that as uh, entrant number three. But for now, Mason Ramsey is here to thank you. Yeah, shout out to Carrot Hammer. Shout out to Carrot <laughs> Hammer for picking him as the winner in the Yodelov. Fun week, fun week. Let's get back in the win column Saturday to make it more fun. How about that, Hammer? Let's do it. The Broncos are in the win column. Woo woo. Now, uh, now let's get the Preds back in it. Pete Weber could not be reached for comment about the Broncos Bills game on Monday Night Football. But we'll end it with a Preds country. Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. For Kara Hammer, resident Broncos fan, I'm Max Hers. For Mason Ramsey, Rip Pants goalies, and the whole crew. Thanks so much for listening to the Predators official podcast. We'll have a best of episode next week for Thanksgiving. Talk to you in a couple weeks here on 102.5 and 106.3 The Game. Alpha, why did you trade Econ? Why? That's a really good question.